welcome back. Patrick here. Thanks for coming back. So here we are on another episode of the podcast. Today is our very first pop culture episode. I'm very excited to chat with my good friends, Wes Hartline, who was on episode one, and Jeff Magruder, who's a local Nashvillian banker. Both of them are dads and have such amazing insights about the topics that we cover in this episode. I enjoyed it. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, Probably to date, one of our more lighter episodes. I think it was an all call. I mean, me, Ben, Wes, Jeff, all contribute to the conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And here's the thing, people. Hang with the episode because there are a lot of good nuggets of wisdom, insight, perspective that I was not even prepared for. And I think you're going to enjoy it. I hope that you will share this with all of your friends, co-workers, etc. Uh, a couple announcements at the top. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, that's the Patrick Podcast on the IG. Also, if you have iTunes, please, please, please give a five-star rate and also leave a comment. Those things will help us get uh, higher on the charts. When people search for Patrick Podcast in their search, it will come up. So there's a lot of benefit to you helping give the five star. We've got a lot and we get a lot of comments, which is awesome. So keep it up. You're so wonderful. And I'm so, so thankful for your support. And I think that's the only thing I have right now. We will uh, be doing more interviews, of course, quotes, episodes, and homilies, poems in the future. I'm just excited about all the different things that are going to be happening on the show. Okay, let's uh, check in with Ben. Ben, what's going on? So I've got something uh, real straightforward today. Um, it, I, I promised a fact about cheese last week. Oh, boy. So... Um, I'm going to follow through with that. And it's real simple. It's basically cheese is the most stolen food in the world. What? That's all there is to that. It's I, just I didn't read any farther into the fact, but. Do. And I think that is in the context of grocery stores. Oh. Have fun with the show. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> All right, here we are. Guys, welcome to the first pop culture episode on The Patrick Show. I'm excited. So today we have two uh, special guests that are joining me on the, I guess, the little round robin we're going to do here on some topics we've chosen that are that are pretty popular in our culture right now. And I'm going to let them kind of briefly introduce themselves, and then we're going to hop right into it. So we have a brand new person to the show, my good friend, Jeff. So Jeff, share 
just give us a little little taste about we'll have you back for you know a longer yeah. a solo episode but give everybody <clears throat> a taste of who you are what you do etc first of all thanks for having me patrick this is um I'm glad you're doing this, you know, for an outlet for people to hear you. I've I've always thought you're super witty and and just a great person, and and you can pull things out of people. So um, and I've enjoyed listening. Um, nice, so good. I'm glad to be on here. So really cool. Um, so yeah, Jeff Magruder, a native Nashvilleian, um, passionate lover of Jesus. First of all, um, lover of the community. I love being from Nashville, especially as it's been going through. A big transition over the last 20, you know, going to Lipscomb in 96 and going to UT and coming home. I've been able to say I, I'm a Tennessee boy, like like from end to end. I married married a girl from Memphis. Uh, wow. So I, so I have the whole state covered. <laughs> um, not a lot of time in Chattanooga, but her mom's from Chattanooga. So I can say I have you've, you've I have Tennessee it. on lock. So, wow. so all things Tennessee, um, I love it. I, I love what's happening here in Nashville. Um, I have a great. I think I have a cool perspective because I grew up in the in the in the inner city, but also was able to get in scouting and 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 live a middle class lifestyle. Like you're a boy see, scout. I am an eagle scout. So eagle. Yeah. So we so, have an eagle scout. Well, in eagle the, scout, in the, man. Oh, yes. Give me a, what kind of knot do you want me to tie? I got you. <laughs> I, but <laughs> I never day. ask an eagle an eagle scout to build me a fire. Oh, I it can takes that, too man. long. It takes, it takes too, too long. long. It doesn't, man. It doesn't. I got time you know. for that. Just give me the gasoline. Yeah, we don't rub sticks together the sticks. That's old school, man. That's prehistoric. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> you use matches, you know. And so, yeah. So, um, I'm looking forward to just sharing. Um, I think I'm I'm a, I'm a banker by trade. I've been a banker for almost 20 years. I'm commercial banker, small business, and private. And so I've seen. I know what the wealth looks like in this city especially so oh, yeah. i look forward to sharing my perspective on that in our conversations and i know what the culture is here too yeah. you know and so I, I look forward, forward to talking about those things okay yeah. cool thanks and we have a returning our first returning person Hey-o. on the show hey oh i'm back hey from uh from patrick's inaugural podcast yeah, uh west Wes. heartline back um if you want to know more about me you can listen to his episode Please rate and review five stars only. Let's go. Um, yes. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about the uh, some some cultural uh, topics and and sort of dig into some takes on the different things that are dominating the conversation. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, good. Well, let's get right into it. So the first thing that uh, I wanted to bring up now. We, we're currently, if you don't know, if you've been listening, we're currently in Nashville, Tennessee. But this first thing is they, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, all over the country. They're, dis, they're descending on, I don't think they're in small town America yet. And I say yet. I, I guarantee you they're going to show up there. But I'm talking about e-scooters. Mm. And so, and, and, I, and I say e-scooters and not give one brand kind of press over the other ones just because they're... No free they're, plugs, no free advertising. Yeah, if you want to be a sponsor, you can be a sponsor, <laughs> right? But, but now, but seriously, there's so many different kinds of e-scooters. And so I'm interested, like, as both of you, uh, you both can... You tend to travel. You you have traveled about uh, about the country, and you're definitely kind of all about in this city. But I know you've seen them. I know you may. I don't know if you've actually been 
on one yet. But what do you? What's your? What's the deal with the? I mean, which? What? I mean, what do you think about the e-scooters? Well, I I think they're like little mosquitoes in the city. <laughs> There's too many. I think I think it should be monitored and and some kind of mandate on where they can be zones. But I but at the end of the day, we're promoting health and people getting around and not using cars. And 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 the less people are in cars, the better downtown. But there is too there's just too many. Um, and you can leave them anywhere, and they're stacked on top of each other. They're in the middle of the street. They're in swamps. I saw someone pulling one out of a creek on the news the, the, the other day. And and you're just like, okay, you know, what's what's going to be next? And so, well, someone was, <clears throat> I think, someone committed a murder with an e-scooter. Okay, like beat see. someone up with an e-scooter okay, in see. Nashville. Oh, oh my god! I don't know. I read a story that said like person mm-hmm. assault another person with an e-scooter. So I know that uh this last week we had someone who was actually killed yeah yeah on one it was the first first actual like not obviously there have been injuries but like a very uh, serious, serious injury injuries. that resulted in him passing away um so i i totally agree with jeff the the regulatory nature of the e-scooters in nashville is like it feels non-existent yeah they're everywhere and and you can really like you said like zones you can take him anywhere right um so I'm not going to name companies because I like I haven't been on one. I'll admit that I haven't been on one Me either. But I've, I don't been, have any, I've been on one. You have. They. How is it? It is. You will be surprised at how fast it goes. Did you feel comfortable on it? Yeah. I think I would. I think that like more time. I think with if I would have actually did a full ride, you I could see how because you see people zip around. It's like. I can see how they get to that point because I think you can you can find your bearings mm-hmm. and like we didn't grow up with razor scooters. We sure did. So. Oh, yeah, that wasn't my generation either. So yeah, but I mean, I, I think that uh, yeah, it has a lot of it has a lot of zip. So I I think for me the the first time I saw them was around the 12 South area, which is not far from where we're sitting right now, and they're all over the sidewalk. Um. And I'm not like, I'm not going to be a shill for like, you know, keep the sidewalks clean and, but we do need to make it so that people can like get around the city. The challenge for me is like, so there are so many, there's not, it's not very well understood like what the laws are. And then you can really just take them and leave them anywhere. And that it's almost like the bike share program. But like you can take a bike from this place to this place, yeah. but you gotta like hook you it back up. Yeah, right. It's like right. that piece of the puzzle is missing yeah. here. And so plus I feel like at the end of every day, people are going out and picking them up and taking them home and right. charging them to yeah. then go put them back out in the mornings, which means there's not like a I don't know, there's not like a uh, you know, hey, let's not let's all remember that we can't put these in the middle of the crosswalk or we can't like it's just it's a free for all. Right. So uh, for me I feel like I was thinking about it yesterday. If you could only use them in bike lanes, it would change everything right. because then the city could choose where scooters could go based on where they chose to put bike lanes. Right. Right. But th- but even then it's like But even then, but even then bikes can be on the road in non-bike laned roads. Yeah, but you could you could mandate that scooters you can't ride them on the sidewalks and if you're if it's going to be you're going to be in one you if you're traveling you've got to be in a bike lane i think the challenge is is the variability of of 
of the size of the scooter and how you can maneuver and go anywhere really quickly. Right. And and how do you monitor that? You know, look at, you know, the first of all, we're understaffed with the police right now. They don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> the calls take three hours to, yeah. to return. So like, how do you then have people give tickets to folks that are venturing out of the zone? Like, oh. are we going to care that much? And no, is self-police or so how do you well, do that? So, And, and I guess <laughs> understaffed, understaffed police force is probably the most, true statement across the country i don't know that i've not i've not heard of a city says you know what we are just (laughs) we have two we have too many cops we have too too many many people signing up to do this thing (laughs) yes and they do not want to be pulling over and talking to people and they're like we got enough yeah we have enough (laughs) so have you seen the commercial um it's a car commercial the kid on a bike and like a, a speeding escalade uh towards an intersection with a cop car behind it and the police officer shuts off the gps like shuts off the car that they're chasing right like remotely and so to me it's like if you could do if we can do pretty uh pretty Wait, close like gps shuts the car can i shut have the, not like, seen this oh man it's amazing yeah it's like if your car gets stolen you call and say hey my car's been stolen the police can then like find the car and reach out to on star or whoever and be like hey shut that car down like don't let it go anywhere Sidebar, my car was recently stolen. That's another story, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so we do need more cops. But I mean... But, but I, no, so the idea that we could do... If oof, we can identify like, too, a car, why can we not set up geofencing for scooters? Like, you can you can take that scooter down Franklin Road if you want to, but once you get past that little barrier, it's going to shut off. Oh, it's like, now, the, oh, okay, like the... Oh, yeah, the barriers, yeah, yeah. Like the, the shopping yeah. carts. Then it just yes. stops. Well, it's just some sort of geofencing. It's like that... Yeah, <laughs> boom. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I just oh, imagine sorry, like you set up an, like a, a reminder on your phone. Hey, when I get home, remind me to pull the trash cans out. And like as soon as you get within a certain radius of your house, yeah, the, you scoot- get, the scooters are about to cut off. Yeah, yeah I, you know that I to like me that. would be a good way to keep, like sort of like keep them where they need to be. So just like geo fencing yeah. in the city. So what do you what do you guys say to the people who say, well, this is another aid and public transit of humans like so why like you know Did that, you know that, you can buy them now what was that you can buy your own e-scooter they're I like 1800 bucks people will do it i think people would do people it they bought, would do it people yeah. bought vespas and look like dum-dums <laughs> so if you buy <laughs> one more helmets <laughs> so if you buy one could you still do that i think you could so if it was your property yeah. and you see that's the other thing too is like there's so much about this issue right. now we're going to get into the political they there's no gas so they're not paying gas taxes to use city streets there's no registration that i know of i think the city gets like a fee per ride but it's not that much i mean how much does it cost to ride it oh how much cents right cents yeah so i mean like you're not getting you're not getting you know five dollars per per scoop it's really cents i i think it's just over a dollar it's just over a dollar barely or barely a mile so how are they making money is my question Uh, it's like per minute okay per minute i I think i don't know i can look it up for us crazy yeah but so again the idea that like they're getting all the benefits of all this infrastructure but they aren't really contributing all that much back but if you bought your own scooter you could go to the davidson county clerk and be like hey I want a little license plate to put on the back of my scooter that allows me because we've got we've got party buses, we've got tractors, we've got all these ridiculous vehicles operating. Why could we? Why could you not have like if you can yeah. drive a golf cart through a neighborhood? Yeah. you should be able to own a scooter yeah. that is like approved yeah. by the city 
that then you wouldn't have to geofence it because it's yours. Could you charge more to help level the playing field to make people think about if they want to take it or not? I don't know. So just just enough to hear the as of April, the price for riding a bird it's actually it's a dollar to unlock it. Okay, and That's then it's, it was fifty fifteen cents per minute of riding. Okay, but they're about to double that. It says. <laughs> So. Ooh. Ooh, look at this. Watch uh, out. 30 cents. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's it. Now I'm not doing it now. 30 cents. <laughs> but, uh, so, in some cities, sorry. Yeah, in clarify. some cities. In some yeah. cities, they're about to double it, and then in other cities, and they're, they're, saying, like, they're, the right they're everywhere. How are they making money? How are they making money is the question. I guess, I mean. But, and here's the thing it's the same thing like with uh, another failed experiment, which was um, Movie Pass. So it's like people are like, how do you make your money? Scooters, e-scooters. And people are like, eventually. Well, MoviePass failed because people like you <laughs> bought it and people like me didn't. The yeah, guy who doesn't go to movies anymore do is not going to give right. $10. No. But I the go guy to who can go movies. every day yeah. is definitely going to give them 10 bucks. <laughs> so I don't know. They're an abomination, yeah. e-scooters. I'm there with them. Well, I, think yeah. they're, I, I think they're interesting. I think it's... Uh, you know what's you know what's going to happen. Oh, what's going to happen? So we're going to end up with congestion pricing in Nashville, which means if you want to bring your vehicle inside like four forty, you have to pay. Yeah, absolutely. Or or you can just drop it off at this place and grab an e scooter, yeah. and then downtown will look like Amsterdam, just yeah. bikes and scooters. I which I'm okay with. I'm Interesting. Okay, I'm okay I would with love that. to see that actually. If you well, could do we're that getting in the city. into we're getting yeah. really into it's Nashville, the, but. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Say what you're no, I, I, that's that's a great idea. I think I, I love the the walkability of Nashville, mm-hmm. downtown Nashville. Getting less traffic and no no cars. It's really be, small. It's it's small, and when they designed it, they didn't ever foresee the city growing like this. And you can't go out. You can't build it, build it out or, or go under. So you're gonna have to do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, the only Nashville thing I would say is, and I've said this. Among friends, and I think I've even said it online, which is you put a 440 should be a toll. 440 is a road or, or like a little, um, what, what is it? Technical name for 440. I mean, it's an, it's so an interstate. It's, it's an interstate. It's an interstate. Yeah. yeah. Interstate. But it's, a, yeah. it's supposed to be a bypass. Yeah. It's a bypass. Through the middle of town. I would say you toll 440, period, in a sentence. I don't want to hear it. Make it happen today. Because you don't have to get on 440 ever. You don't have to get it. It is that is a luxury that we get. <laughs> yeah, I love. It, it. is love not a great things. luxury sometimes, but it is a luxury. <laughs> it's not right now. It's terrible. It's right now. Oh, it is horrible. Right yes. So, yes. but you toll you toll four forty, and you toll a car to get into downtown. Here's and here's I know what I'm saying. I live in East Nashville, so I get it. But I could get like a pass, a subscription like any like any other big city like Chicago or anything else. And it'll be fine. So, I I would if there was a vote to to toll four forty, I would campaign. Has that ever been proposed? That uh, I don't I don't think so. So it's a, it's a federal yeah it's a federal interstate. Right. So you'd have to figure out so, exactly. I mean, that's not we're not going to solve that today. No. Uh, so here's a question for you, Patrick. So do you live in? You still live in Nashville? I live in Brentwood. Okay. So so, so Patrick lives two miles from the Ryman, maybe. Yeah. So would you scooter from your place to the Ryman? I would, you would still probably Uber. Wouldn't I would you? still Uber. Yeah. See, 
Okay. I would still I would still take a Lyft or an Uber. You wouldn't scoot over an Uber home? Uh-uh. Okay. I don't got time for that. Okay. Yeah. I make I'm just trying to think I'm of like, so to, I, I don't, those bridges I'm are trying long. to look cute in the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and I sweat. So I'm not going to not scoot myself I think, anywhere. I think we're forgetting what the scooter, I mean, it, it really is for the, the hills of our city too. I think that's why it's gone so well because we're. Yeah, that's true. We have so many hills and so people don't want to hike and so they'll just take the scooters up the hills and don't they call it? it like a last mile kind of thing too like it's not meant to be like a 20 minute yeah stand up and ride yeah. it's meant to be so, like get you from yeah x place to the right. very end okay hmm. yeah so yeah scooters. Um, but i mean it, but here's the thing too like i've been i go to la a lot humble they're bride. every yeah everywhere i go to la a lot <laughs> oh man they're, uh, I always like when people say they go to LA because I, I always feel like I'm cool you know, because I'm just sitting next to them. Yeah, I'll be in town in a couple weeks. Don't <laughs> like worry about it. It makes me feel good, especially as a I dad, just had, you know, you know <laughs> just had some amazing avocado tacos, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to the PNW. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, you're jealous. But anyway, so <laughs> I, I go, I go there and they're everywhere in LA. And, and I'll be interested to, because I mean, I think it started on the West Coast. I'm not mistaken, but or at least it became very popular out there first, and I'd be very interested to because I think that some of the same kind of angst and like even criticism that we're having right now is shared by lots of folks who live in um, the Los Angeles. Oh yeah, they're like literally burying these scooters in the beat, like the, in the beaches. Yeah, they're like digging holes and burying them i just yeah. have all the questions though because like it feels like right it would work and like we're missing a really critical puzzle piece so like i want to be able to get from here to there but we're missing something in the middle that makes the scooter work without needing to take the car to the scooter like well, i don't and, know and part of me feels like do is there any piece of the folks who are who own and who have created these do they know this is a temporary thing? Like, are they going into this knowing that the cities won't tolerate this for, let's see how long we can get away with this. Let's see how long we can, we can run this business. It's not going to survive forever, but let's, let's throw the arrow out there. Let's make, let's see if we can make some money from this. And you got a banker sitting here. So so yeah. So I mean like, if I'm a new e-scooter, <laughs> yeah. e you're going to be like, uh, denied. <laughs> Yo, it's all about the bottom line. That's why I was right. trying to calculate how much they're making. And obviously it's happening. The right. volume must be tremendous. That's why we see so right. many people exactly. on them. And so the volume is crazy and they're making money. I mean, and they're putting them out and, and other people are getting into it because they see these other companies making money and the demand is high. And once again, we're the number one bachelorette destination in the country. And so like, we're not even seeing like, Every day, the volume is just probably tremendous. And so, yeah. if we sat down yeah. at like Fifth and Broadway, I bet we would see 10,000 yeah. scooter riders a day. Right. But over here, yeah. you might see 10, 20. Right. It's so, crazy. I think downtown needs that access. I, I, well, I will say that. And now they're getting really strategic with um, the, the people that pick them up and charge them and place them in different places. I mean, they're placing them based on events now, too. Right. I mean, I was at a Send Amphitheater the other night, and right outside of it, there was. 
I counted six different brands of scooters, and each brand had a, at minimum five scooters just right. sitting right up front. Six different brands. Six different brands. And I mean, some of those Man. brands, again, no free advertising, but they're owned by massive oh, uh, transit yeah. corporations. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Uber, that Uber not, and Lyft both have them, I think, at this point. We're not yeah. giving them free ads. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Which, and, which and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. For them, why not? Oh, sure. Why, why not throw yeah. a scooter out there? Why not? Why not? Yeah. People already have our apps, so yeah, all they have to do is just cut, click scooter. Yeah, boom. Honestly, is it that simple? I haven't even. It tried. is that simple. Uh, okay, that's wild. It's very simple, especially if you're picking up one of the ones that are part of these big transit. Uh, sure, companies. because yeah, you're already you're already credit card information is already yeah, in boom, there. Boom. All you gotta do is scan the UR code. Talk about scalability. I think if you if you are one of those people that leaves it just like like in the middle of a crosswalk or something. I think you're if you're doing it through Lyft or something, your Lyft rider rating goes down. Like it's like, oh, you just left in the crosswalk. Okay, Interesting. down a star. That's uh, <laughs> a you know star. What I mean? Oh my oh, goodness! Oh, so you yeah. get ratings Ooh. as a rider. Yeah. So no, why shouldn't okay. you get a okay, rating so, based on your scooter so we, ride? So we we probably should have like that's based on like car riding. I should have oh, okay. taken a scooter from so, Creve Hall. What I'm saying is like, why shouldn't you get a rating when you ride a scooter? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that I like that, Ben. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Maybe that's something that the uh, politicians can push. Like, hey, I need them pushing other things first. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're gonna get into some of that. They got a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, so to to switch our gears, the next the next one on the list is Old Town Road. Okay, the maybe the biggest song living on planet Earth right now. Is at least song in America. Summer? Oh, it's a song. It may be the song for the year. It will, for 2019, when we do the year and review of 2019, Old Town Road for sure is going to be at the top of the things that made 2019, 2019. Shout out to Billy Ray Cyrus. He, he is yeah. magnificent, the master of what hits. And he, he, and he, he did he, it again. He knows it. He did it again. He did so, it again. So I'll, I'll kind of just give a, <laughs> uh, I want to hear your thoughts. And hey, Ben, can you look up like some, can you give us some stats on Old Town Road so, while, while we're talking about it? Can you look some of those up? Yeah. Okay. So, Old Town Road is... So, Lil Nas X is the artist. Has what? Artist. Yeah. He's an artist. He's a sampler. He He's an artist. Stuff. Okay. Uh, it takes art to sample well. Okay. Okay. So, he's been... He has been making music for a while. Like it's not like he just kind of rolled out of bed mm -hmm. and made Old Town Road, and here we are. Yeah, he's got lots of music. Yeah, he has had lots of music, and so he makes this, he creates this song, Old Town Road, and then it starts to climb the charts in country music. <laughs> then country music said, "Screw it, what do y'all know this?" Get this off of our Billboard charts. Mm -hmm. Which, first off, Billboard, why do we even? Why are we even giving you space to breathe air? Who cares what you think it's about? Like, yeah. It's like them standing up, like waving their hands, like we're still relevant. Yeah, like pay yeah. attention. Billboard, to what we think. get a life. Like you don't even. No one cares what you think about anything yeah. anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so that I'll, I'll, I'll come at me, Billboard. Here's a little yes. mini take, a little mini hot take yeah. for you. So because of that. Then the internet, as the internet does, as Twitter does, as 
uh, Instagram does, catches wind of this, and then everyone starts sharing this song, and then people kind of like, oh, this is kind of a hilarious song, and then it becomes like, oh, I kind of like, like it. it. Yeah, I kind of think it's kind of like, like a banger. <laughs> and then on top of that, it's only a two-minute hang. So it's like, I can do anything for a couple minutes. Yes, like, yes. It's a minute, 53 seconds yeah. long. Yeah. But it took me back. It's you, not even It took me back minutes. to like the mid-90s, maybe late-90s, when Blur released yeah. Song 2, That's which right. was like two minutes yes. and two yeah. seconds. And so like you could like hear it when you got out of your car at the house, and by the time you got inside and turned the radio on, it was already over. Like It's that fast. It's so fast. It's so fast. Two so verses. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I, I don't know how much. Now, we have, for the listeners, we have two dads in here. <laughs> yeah. But here's what I would say. Because you're two dads, Jeff, for sure, probably more than Wes right now, your two of your kids are at the age where they probably listen to this song and want to hear it on the regular. Yours are a little bit young. They don't. No, they're still figuring out. Like two year olds and babies don't care about Old Town Road. <laughs> yet. Listen, man. Not yet. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah, I want to hear your. It's taken over. I mean, it, it's you know, there are songs that come along and they last an, an entire summer, and this is going to last an entire summer with my kids. I have a seven and a nine year old, and uh, everyone at their school sings it. They want to hear it. Um, it's on their playlist. Uh, they know every lyric um, in the song. Um, and Boobies they, included. Yeah, and they think it's uh, oh yeah, and they they love the you know the what 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 is the line um, uh, Wrangler oh my booty. They love saying that. That's like their <laughs> that's like the line that they remember the most. Wrangler oh my booty. You know, like, and I just I you know I, I know if we have the license rights to sing it. <laughs> oh, oh oh well, uh, we, well we did a snippet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. snippet. I think it's, if you do a snippet, you can get yes, away with it. Snippet, <laughs> we yeah. sing it badly enough. Yeah, yeah we sing it badly enough. I don't think like, he's gonna uh, come after that. us. He 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 borrowed. You know 20. who might come on the Patrick Show? Who's that? Lil Nas X. <laughs> hey, let's Man, get him. Let's get I him. think he would do it. Get him on the pod. Get him here. I'll reach Here's out. Here's the thing. So like, I was looking it up because I didn't know. I'm so I, in my notes where I'm married and I'm old, so I didn't really know much about it other than like being witness to the, the the internet mob. He borrowed from Nine Inch Nails, which means that Trent Reznor gets a songwriting credit on this song. Amazing. It's amazing. And then Atticus Ross as well. Wow. So these are the guys that did like the Social Network soundtrack and then like, of course, Nine Inch Nails. So Lil Nas X, Billy Ray Cyrus, Trent Reznor, like collaborating on this, this song of the summer is kind of ridiculous. So I think for me, I don't, I didn't understand it. I don't get the phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like totally removed from that world. But I can absolutely respect that like when when an organization says this isn't us, this isn't our this isn't our music or whatever, all you were gonna do was just it was just gonna explode. Right. And it did. <laughs> and it only helps that it is an incredibly catchy like the like the tune it's like an earworm so it's like kind of taylor swift-esque it's got like right, right. sticks with you it sticks with you and because it's only two minutes it's like yeah i could listen to that yeah. again that's not a big deal well, it's the definition of a pop song right yeah. it's catchy mm-hmm. and it stays with you and you can remember the the main chorus lyrics you, you remember it. like who knows what the verses but like a great pop song the hook catches you yeah. and you're like, okay. But the phenomenal is really, it, it really is the hip hop artist that the true hip hop artist or, or whatever it is, rapper or whatever he call, calls himself transitioning and really taking the country 
twang or whatever, how, however you sing country music and, and really singing to that, but then rapping and then Billy Ray Cyrus is on the track. It's like crossover, 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 hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. And you see cultures like collide, but then you see, you know, the old timey folks at the, the billboard doing what they do coming out and it blows up against them. And so it's like super thumbs up to like, I think where kids are going to get it, the next generation is going to get it. They get it. Like this is an example of them getting it. Like this is country music, but it's rap, but it's well, and, Nine and, Inch Nails and you know. Yeah. I, I was taken back because I was yeah. thinking about back when I was in college, you might have just been out. Tim McGraw and Nelly oh, yeah. did yeah. a collaboration. Oh, and, my uh, head. Was it over and over? Over and over so, again. So yeah. when I was in school, right. it was, and it wasn't great. It was not as catchy as Old Town yeah. Road. But I remember there was still some, like, yo, is this really country if we've got a rapper guesting? Right. And like Nelly, I mean, I don't, Nelly. I don't know enough about his crew. But he did a few more songs he, country, though. Yeah, yes. he did. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the idea of like, a, a group of people getting to determine what is or isn't country is like definitely going away. And I feel like this is like the first big pillar to fall where well, like you can't tell me the listener no. what is country. Yeah. I get to determine yeah, that. That's right. And, and if you want to tell him that he doesn't get to be number one on country, we're going to make him number one. For sure. For sure. So, if he's number one on all the charts, you can't say he wasn't number one on country. Well, and, and here's the thing, country music that boat has sailed. You sign your own ticket to th this happening to you by letting other artists who clearly are like this bro, non-traditional, you left that, you left the traditional country music sound and vibe years ago. Yeah. So the fact that this is happening, this is on you. Like, right. you don't get to now control how this all falls out now. So now anybody can say they're country because you let bands that are clearly just enough. They put a, like a <laughs> one steel guitar sound. Yeah, they had a sample. banjo. Yeah, yeah. a and banjo like, that you can't even hear and you call it country. Right. And it's like you don't, you don't get to say now that Lil Nas X isn't country. Here's two, here's two examples of country artists that use hip-hop and don't use hip-hop. It's very interesting. Right. Florida Georgia Lines, tons of hip-hop. Yeah. I mean, they, they in, in their first album that blew up, man, they rap. I mean, oh, some yeah. of their songs are, were kind of cadenced after Biggie and Tupac. I mean, I, I remember listening and listening and hearing the cadences of those rappers because I know what they grew up listening to, right? Um, but then you have Kane Brown, who yep. looks like a hip hop artist, but he sounds, but he sounds like, um, who's the artist with the real deep voice and, uh, wears the 10 gallon hat and he's tall with the, I can't get his name right now, but he has a very deep voice, but he doesn't do any kind of, um, Trace Askin. Trace. Ask yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that's who he sounds like. But he, but do Kane Brown <laughs> doesn't zero hip hop. I mean, he, I mean, he'll do some stuff on Instagram and, uh -huh. and we're, we're, well, he'll do some dancing and some things like that, but his songs are like Trace Atkins all, all day. And so you yeah. have these distinct things, but I know both have been controversial in some of their music. I, so I think it's really good, both of you saying, like country lost the right to declare what is and isn't country right. when the music stopped sounding like Hank and George right. and 
right, right, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so the popification of country has there been happening go. for a long time. Yeah, but to go. me, sort of the blending of the genres is not a bad thing. So yeah, absolutely, in the same not. way, um, <clears throat> pop music today does not look like it did. 20 years ago no. when you can have Taylor Swift or Casey Musgraves right. or Lady Antebellum That's right. charting in pop music, yeah. but they're country. kind of at their yeah. heart, they're more country. Yeah. In the same way, R&B can be pop and pop can sort of go art. Like artists aren't really constrained right. anymore right. By, by the idea of genre. And so to me, what makes this all really fun is, okay, well, so you said this isn't country. So you either have to you either have to like draw a line in the sand on like well if you don't have harmonies guitars and right. like a fiddle it doesn't count uh, okay well then yeah. everybody's going to start saying well that's a ridiculous standard exactly and so it's just all going to go it away is. and it's eventually going to be look we do music for people who like who are like fifteen to thirty and we do music for people that are in their seventies that's what yeah. radio stations yeah. will yeah. end up being I think you're right. and it's going to be it's going to all run the gamut because it's the the things that we like about music are almost not genre. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, and and was somebody saying something? Yeah. Oh, well, go ahead. I, then. I was just gonna, there's a I don't remember who it who said this, but there's a country artist that was um, kind of like on the rise right when the bro country movement started happening, and he has a famous quote. One time he was asked in an interview, "What would you consider yourself genre wise? Because you're you're this kind of new kind of country." And he was like, well, that's not for me to decide. Genre is what the listener thinks of it. Mm. And that's this really interesting take on like, what even is genre? Genre was really just this classification that the industry came up with so that you could find what you were looking for. Yeah. It's not it, like nobody, well, a lot of people do, but no, the good ones aren't thinking, okay, now what genre am I going to make? You know what I mean? They're like, they're, they're, they're just making their thing. And it usually fits somewhere, usually, but genre is always an afterthought. Well, and, and it's, to, it's to say that no author, no artist, n no one is just influenced by one stream of anything, mm -hmm. right? Every one of us kind of pulls from all over the map. It's like, me personally, love Garth Brooks. I will get emotional listening to Garth Brooks. I can't help it. But I also like Tupac. So if I so it's like, how do you that's just how that's it, it is in life. <clears throat> that's it. Like it it, yeah. it is no like I own some people are like that. I only listen to or only read fill in the blank. But most people are pulling from Fluid. all because you live you you're exposed to a lot of different kinds of people. Yeah. And a lot of different kinds of spaces and places. And I'll, and I'll say hip-hop isn't um, too far off from that, where you have old-school hip-hop guys from New York that wear Tims, and and um, they think the mobile rappers suck, you know? And, yeah, and they do. I they're think they wrong. suck, too. But but but, there, <laughs> but there's an argument for those guys that that that's not hip-hop, right. that mobile rap. But the, but the genre or the generation that's listening to yeah. mobile rappers, that's where they started. Their hip hop experience. Yeah, I feel like if you if you were the founder of a genre, you can kind of say what is and isn't what you founded. So yeah. like, but again, yeah. to me, so I like going that. back to the genre idea, it's almost like the industry built this thing as a way for you to figure out which CD section you needed to look in when you would go yeah. into like media player wherever you would yeah. go buy 
yeah. CDs. And it just now you can log on to iTunes, which is going away. I don't know if y'all heard that. What? Yeah, iTunes is going to start going away. Apple's what? breaking it up. It's crazy. But like the idea uh-huh. of okay. what is Tim doing? It's it's the I, it's the appification of it's so it's too I'm much stuff it. is on iTunes. They okay. need to just break it out to oh, music yes. and TV. Anyway, but the idea being like rant about that. You go to you go to Spotify and you go to the top 40, it's going to be it's not going to be one one uh what would you call it? like one similar selection of music. There's yeah. going to be all kinds of stuff there that that wasn't possible. Yeah. Like 20 years ago. But now you and so I think like you uh, so you were referencing Sturgill Simpson. That's what he he was the oh, one who okay. said like it's I'm not gonna, for me to determine what my music is. Listeners will do that. But he also I think somebody else has said something in the lines of like okay that same thing though because I remember it being a bro country artist oh specifically. So I think he so I think Sturgill said something along said the, the lines thing. of like. He won, I think he won an Academy of Country Music Award, but did not get even nominated for the CMA Award. And so he went and like busked outside yeah, he does of that every year now. the CMAs as like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, he won the Grammy. Sorry. He won a Grammy, but didn't get nominated for the CMA. Right. And he was like, the Grammys said I was country, but even country won't say I'm country. Wow. So it's like the, like the, these like little yeah. benchmarks, or these little like flags in the, right. in the yeah. sand along the way are like... Well, if Sturgill's not country and Little Nas isn't country, like I don't know, I don't know what is. Like, if if Florida Georgia Line is, but right, these things aren't, right. then maybe country is like there is no such thing anymore. And 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 part of it is, and we'll, we'll move on here, is that um, I think the difference in a, a, a band artist, whatever you want to call them, like Florida Georgia Line, is they likely played more by the rules. Than Sturgill did, than Lil Nas X, than Casey, because they probably did the dog and pony show for country music radio. Mm-hmm. They they went through the labels yeah. of country music. So like, yes, you are country music. Come through us. But you came through us yeah. versus like you're doing your own thing. And therefore, we're going to Therefore, shut you we out. say you're not one of us. Yeah, that's probably fair. I could be wrong, but that's my theory. Just just one more thought, and then I'll, if you want, I can yeah. give you some stats. Oh, give us some quick stats. Um, the, the, I, I personally think a large reason why this song is so successful is because of meme culture. I mean, it's clearly just, like, bizarre, and, like, it fits into meme culture. Uh, I do think that this song was just destined to happen in terms of meme culture. I think, like, society kind of asked for this thing to just break everything um and i think eventually we will uh like zip back towards i I don't want to insult this song because i I really don't have an opinion on it the song itself but i think we will like snap back towards like some really talented artists as being popular because um i think like we're already starting to see it through looking back at great artists with like the new rocket man documentary the new bohemian rhapsody documentary i mean literally i was at my professor's house uh recently for a dinner and his kid was like yeah um have you ever heard of this is my favorite band they're called queen and i was like what like your favorite band he's like six years old right i i think people are looking back and seeing some great bands and artists like this and like really appreciating that and maybe longing for that yeah and so i think that could happen and this song 
could start something like that. Like we could end up with an industry full of meme songs and then people are like, okay, I just want a real song for once. Right. How you do you go mean? to a concert? For Can't one nobody song? tell me nothing. Right. That's <laughs> what you're saying, Ben. Um, All right. So here's oh, some stats. stats yeah. yeah. And then I, so as of pushing. now on Spotify, this is fascinating to me. So the remix, which is with Billy Ray Cyrus, has 284 million streams. But the original version right. has 276 million streams. Wow. So it's right there. Wow. So people are listening to both. Is yes. what's amazing. Half, wow. That's almost 600 million streams? For, for the combined, yeah. Wow. Oh my god. And then there's a Diplo remix that has 9 million streams, which isn't a lot at all. No. Right. But that's pretty fascinating to me. And then here's some other stats that I think are interesting. So as of now, this is according to uh, All Access, which is um, like a, a viable reporting website on uh, radio charts weekly. Um, it's not on the country charts at all still. Um, like still? Not still. even on there. Wow. And part of that is probably country just being a tool. Um, <laughs> but also country music charts move very slow. This, if you should you should go study country music charts and the way they work it's fascinating it's so it's like totally structured and there's a process it's not based on like what people want to hear at all wow. it's very fascinating um but um old town road is number one on the urban charts um it's number five on the top 40 in terms of mainstream which is like a, a category but it's number uh, number two on top forty rhythmic, and it's number one on the Hot 100 for Billboard. Wow! And number one for R and B and hip hop on Billboard. Wow! Does it say <laughs> how many weeks it's been number one? Um, Should I could I I'd it's have okay. to scroll yeah, just, weekly, but uh, the that's thing that I think is fascinating is I, I looked up in comparison so that we can like. Listeners can can be watching this um, from for the time to come. Um, Uptown Funk, I think, has the record for the longest number one on radio. Um, I could be wrong on that, but it was fourteen weeks in a row. So let's just watch this song and see how long it goes as number one. Uptown Funk is a banger. Uh, yeah, it goes. Bruno Mars. It still goes. So. And, and I, Mark this, and this song, I mean, Old yeah. Town Road, I know already <laughs> did break the record for most streams in one week at like 116 million. It wow. helps that it's only two minutes. It does. Yeah. You can yeah. just listen to it over and so, over again. We'll okay. just keep watching that song. Yeah. Next, uh, I want to move us into a topic. We've almost, we've almost gotten there with some of the things we mentioned, but I want to talk about Amazon. Just, we probably spent a whole time talking about Amazon, but let's quickly talk, give just... So what I mean by Amazon is, I, I've i said this for a long time, Amazon is, I, I kind of said it half jokingly, but it's taking over everything. Like it's, it's taking over things. It's the, it's huge. They're moving everywhere in all the cities. They're buying up everything. Their, their newest venture is healthcare. They've already started. They have a pill, they have a pill distribution distribution situation and some doctors already so i just want to hear you guys take on just just the culture of amazon and our collective like love for amazon and what that may mean for us 
it's it's the Jetsons have arrived. I, I, it's you know for my generation watching cartoons and seeing George Jetson uh, you know get food at the push of a button at his house, and uh, I, I really see Amazon being what the wave of the future is for us um, being able to just go to your phone and click and get something. And, and they are really doubling down on that mindset of people wanting to do everything at their house and the, and the convenience and, and the subscription stats that Wes was giving us earlier today. I hope he shares those. Yeah. We're just mind blowing. Um, and I don't think you can slow it down because we are, we are actually responding by how much we like what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's <clears throat> so first off, Nashville's getting uh or I guess quote unquote one one of the HQ2 sites for Amazon. Uh New York, I think it was New York City, New York one City. one and then Amazon sort of pulled it back after some uh local backlash, but very grateful that they're bringing lots of high dollar jobs to Nashville because yeah, it, it, it will change a lot of things here. Yeah. So, uh Patrick sent us these uh these topics the other day. So I spent last night sitting in front of my TV with my wife after dinner thinking about subscription and like what was the biggest subscription service. And so just kind of going back and forth she was saying things like you mean like People magazine I mean like no, like just anything you subscribe to. I was like, like, we subscribe to Netflix. She's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, everybody has Netflix. And I'm like, well, does everybody? Like, your grandmother doesn't have Netflix, but she might have Amazon Prime. Right. My parents have Netflix, but I know, like, and so just kind of going through this, what what is something that is so ubiquitous, but, like, we're we're surprised people don't do it? Yeah. So, like, if you don't have a smartphone, it would be very surprising. People who don't use Amazon to me, are they're like aliens because it is so easy. Um, Amazon has 100 million Prime subscribers. So at, at $120 a year, it's like $14 billion or so just in Prime money. Not actually like, so we, we as a collective are giving Amazon $14 billion a year to then go and buy more things. Because from a Prime yes. account is <clears throat> how much money? It's, I think it's, I think it used to be 99. I think now it's 120. Right. So, right. so we were basically giving them 10 bucks a month for the right to get things in a couple of days right. and a lot of things. Uh, yes. Netflix is about the same amount of money. So you could make the assumption that Netflix at 137 million subscribers, which is insane. Yes. They get about $14 billion, give or take, but that's all the money. They, all they do is get subscriber money. You subscribe and you get to consume their content. People are giving Amazon that much money every year just for the right to then go give them more money for things that they think they need. Right. And so I think convenience is absolutely the key here and it's almost that jeff bezos asked a question and this is what i think it is what is it what's the thing that people do that they would rather not have to do and the answer is i don't want to have to run to the store for two things so i went back through our amazon purchases we bought epsom salt we bought like a little tracker to track when our baby sleeps and eats and things right. we bought some pajamas we bought all yeah. this random stuff that like we'd have to go to Walmart essentially right. to buy, uh -huh. but instead it just shows up at our house a couple days after we push buttons on our phones, right. and it's amazing. And so the idea of uh, of Amazon sort of taking over, it's like we're paying them 
to do so. To do so. Right. <laughs> so you mentioned the healthcare thing. So yeah. the guy that Bezos hired to run that, uh, his name is Atul Gawande. That's right. He is he is genius level yes. healthcare. And so when people are like, you know, what do you think about health? I work in healthcare. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him? Like nothing makes me more excited wow. than an economist doctor going to work for Amazon to be like, here's what we're going to do. And they're about to buy all the healthcare stuff. But I mean, like, they're going to take over. So yeah. do we feel like there's going to be a, uh, a cost cutting in healthcare because of Amazon's entry into the market or are they going to... That's what I feel like is going to happen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think the the wow. interesting piece of it is, <clears throat> I didn't think about so that. Yeah. what they will probably do better than anyone. So, um, if you register for um, baby gifts, Amazon can figure out when your babies do based on the things you can go in there and you can track your baby. Well, imagine them taking that and saying like, "Hey, Patrick, you just turned thirty seven. You need to go to the doctor for some wellness checks." But instead of you going, we're going to send somebody to your house Yo. on a Saturday My. and we're going to do some blood work and some things like you don't have to go anywhere. We'll come like, oh, my God, oh my that gosh. to me. Right. <laughs> That's a game changer. Like the So it's not it's not going to I don't think it's going to be about hospital or right. it's but it's oh. going to be preventative care. Yeah. Uh, proactive care. Need. Yeah. It, and so like the idea that, OK, do you have a primary care doctor? I do. You do? Do you? I do. I, I don't. What? Do. I don't. I used to, but I don't anymore. But it's why you out here? Why you out here in the streets with no doctor? <laughs> because I worked for Little Clinic, so I had uh, access to care. Okay, that's right. Oh, that's I, so right. Like I, they've yeah. done different okay. things. Like I was taking that model as like the days of having a PCP are over. Yeah. Now you can just go to an NP, and it's like, but then NP can't give me orders to go see a gastroenterologist yes. or whatever. Can't. But this potentially could be like wow. a doctor shows up at your house, does 30 minutes, you know, let me listen to your lungs, talk to me about like, I, like you don't get to lie to me now about what you eat. I'm going to open up your fridge and see what's wow. in there. That's right. I'm going to look around and see if there's <clears throat> beer bottles and liquor yeah. bottles everywhere. And you can't tell me you only have a drink a week because there's <laughs> like, so let's, just that idea. Let's further go into that, the economics of that for the doctor yep. who is working for a billion dollar company that's right they could get paid big time and that's only right. see 20 people in a day and they make more money boom now they're not they having to do work their own billing their quality of life is better oh yeah and they love their job yeah and they're only dealing with maybe 40 to 50 patients yeah. and then imagine this that's crazy saturday night you've got a, a uh, you have a four-month-old i have a three-month-old my baby's got a fever i log into amazon and there's some doctor in in seattle who said i'll do some on call tonight and you hop on a video chat with a doctor who who knows where they are. Yeah. And they say, okay, well, go ahead and let's get your baby's temperature. You know, do they feel warm? Are they lethargic? Like you could do an entire doctor's visit from your laptop. Right. With somebody who just is like, like my wife's out of town with the kids. So I can do some on call tonight for people who like right. that's telemedicine. Oh, that's yeah. where we're going. My do you think goodness. Amazon has the capital and the means? Uh, if it's yes. not them, yes. it's going to be Apple or Google. Right. But like, those yeah. companies are going to become so ingrained in that side. Because again, nobody wants to go to the doctor. Well, because, and here's the thing, Amazon's going to take the lead. And so Apple and Google will follow suit. Mm-hmm. And just like with the previous conversation with e-scooters, all of these subscription services are going to enter into this market right. and totally change the, mm-hmm. the whole game. You don't think that 
Amazon's trying to figure out autonomous vehicles so they can put somebody in a car that will drive absolutely. them. Play. I mean, like, absolutely. That's the way it's going. But it that's why. That so you say they're taking over, and I go. But we're like again. We asked for them to do this. Right. We literally said, "I don't want to shop at nine stores. Yeah. I want to. I want to go to a thing and have it show up for me because it's about it's about ease of my life. And this is just one more area where people are a little bit skeptical, and they can make it like super convenient. Vehicles are next. Yeah. Vehicles are next. Any other thoughts, Jeff, on Amazon before he? Yeah, I, I really the the healthcare piece. With, with Amazon is super interesting and with their strategic move to Nashville. I know we're a great city and all this, but man, with us being the healthcare capital of the world, like it makes even more sense yeah. for them to come here and, and, and drop, and drop anchor here to do that. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on them coming here and I'm looking forward to benefiting personally from them being in our city. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I mean, you really As a banker. That. Yes. As a banker. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just another thought that I just thought of is like, I mean, we've got Alexa now and just think of how that incorporates into like, you know, Alexa, I'm not feeling well. And Alexa just calls the doctor for you. You know, like you were saying, just video chat on your laptop. You, you don't even have to get on your laptop, really. You can just tell Alexa you're not feeling well, tell all your Jensen. symptoms. It yeah. sends that all to a doctor and then, you know, it's all the medicines headed towards you or the the doctor gets on the phone for you or whatever, but there I mean, you go. We're like, in the future. I, I mean, don't want to go get, pick up my prescription. So just have it droned to my house. So here's the last thing I'll say about that. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're, about to, we're about to end this thing is my only, the, on, the, the big thing I have with things like Amazon, things like the click grocery shopping and you drive up and gets put in your car is that I think ultimately it has the potential to make us less compassionate um, people. Because now I don't have to be in a space with people who are other than me that I don't want to be. Right. So before everyone, no matter what you made, what you did, what your education level is, you had to go to the grocery store. You had to go to the convenience store. You had to go to the mall. So I had to see and stand in line with and say, excuse me, and hold the door for people who didn't look like me, who didn't talk like me. Etc. Now, I don't. I don't have to do that. Ever, I can go. So again, even with restaurants, I can choose a restaurant where I know that everyone in this restaurant probably makes a certain kind of money, right? Mm -hmm. And I could never go to the place where I know, like, oh, it, there's some people here who make less than me or a little bit, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I think that is like that is potentially what could happen is that we don't. And now you're not in the doctor's office potentially. So now you don't, you don't have those random conversations anymore. The potential for random conversations will, will cease to exist. And I don't know what, I don't know if that is, that's just a theory. 
Well, and and obviously be will be less patient because right. like have you guys have you guys been to an Amazon Go store? I think that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have. It's there's, Seattle. There's one in Chicago. I'm a brat. I know that. So it, it literally <laughs> the way that it works is you have your phone that has the Amazon app on it, and you're logged in Amazon Prime. You walk into the store. You grab what you need, right, and, and you, you walk leave. out. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. And based on your phone walking in and out of the sensors, it knows what you took. That's right. It knows that it was you. It charges your account. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to deal with anyone. You don't have to wait on anyone. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. So now, let's say you don't have an Amazon Go store because you're traveling or something like that, and you're somewhere, and now you have to go wait in line at the grocery store. Right? You have no patience. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. And, and I think that's also why... We will see a ramp up and potentially road rage because now that is still the only place that I have to deal with other people. But you're not going to be driving. It's we're not going to be, not gonna not be driving. driving, but yeah. we're still all right now. Yeah. And yeah. so that's where, because the angst has to go somewhere. We, we will be, we will encounter, you know, something that is not going as smoothly as everything else is going. So now I'm on a, and I haven't felt that feeling in a long time. Yeah. That's a good take. I'm yeah. okay with that take. Okay. Like like the frustration, like the loss of community in a sense. Yeah, the loss so of community. It also, like, but that your your statement assumes that people aren't going to seek that out other ways. True. So, and that's, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. It's like we talked about earlier um, before we started recording, like we're, we're trying to do everything we can to make things more convenient so we can like just like stay home we just want to stay home but we probably do need to like go to the park more and do things where we're around people and the things that you're talking about sort of the mundane there is something a little beautiful about taking two kids to the grocery store and having to deal with a fit where you're just like oh man parenting like that's That's just kind of what it is this is sort of taking that out of our hands in a mm-hmm. sense. I think but we I, find more time though. I, I do think we find more time to do more sure. things than That's, going to the grocery the store. So it's sure. not necessarily where we're being antisocial. I think we find other things that we can do that are more productive. So, but I also understand where yeah, this kind of cell phone generation and, and where we're looking at it all the time and it's social media and then it's convenience of Amazon and you're just kind of, that anxiety comes from that yeah. where you feel like you're missing out on stuff if you're not checking your phone every five minutes. And so that I see that as a downside to all this convenience that we're doing because you're constantly tuned into something that's taking your attention away from life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're, let's just go, we're going to go straight to hot takes right. and then we're going to end our, end our time together. So on our pop culture episodes, we're going to end each uh, time with each uh, person given some some of their just general culture pop culture hot takes and we'll start with jeff and go west and then i'll end us and then we'll be done i have two hot takes one is kind of funny it says skinny jeans are forever (laughs) death to dad pants yes okay if you're 45 years or younger um, years old or younger, you, and you're a male. You, you you need to get rid of every big pair of britches in your closet. <laughs> okay, suits. All right, sweatpants. Kill them. 
I hate it. I don't want to see guys my age or younger yes. in hammer pants <laughs> or skateboard pants going to church or to soccer. Please, it's just a- go to Banana Republic, Gap, some of these stores, and buy some new pants. It's, it looks awful. Yeah. It's sad. You're it, right. Yo, it's bad. If you can catch a breeze underneath your legs, yeah, I'm done, you can, yo. You can stand on the surfboard and sail. I can't do it. I can't do it. So that's my that's my like hot it. take on that one. I like that. That was good. Number two hot take, a little bit more maybe controversial, more political, but I like it. There's a part of town that has always been an historic black part of the town, and it's going through some gentrification. And there's council seats are open, and I know some folks that are running and. I'm helping raise money for a particular candidate. I don't want to talk about him right now, but I told this person, this is the only time in the history of Nashville where it is okay to say, I want to see black leaders in this part of town gentrify this community and lead it because it's going to happen. It's an opportunity zone and all this is happening, but you can run and stand up and say for the first time in Nashville, we want this area to, to be led in leadership by black people. Not necessarily that it can't be inclusive to everyone, but just the leadership and some of the things that, that are how it's going to look. It needs to be led by a historically black area for the first time ever. Area Every other area hasn't had that opportunity and hasn't been done. So right. I would like to see that and I'd like to see the city embrace it, not as a as a non-inclusive way, but a way to say, okay, we have this, we understand where this area is, and we are invited to come, but we understand that this this community has traditionally been a black community. Yeah. That's my t- hot take. Boom. That is a hot take. I like I that it. thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Wes. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'll go with two as well. So my first take is that Game of Thrones was not bad when it ended. Yeah. It got worse as the series went on, but it was still like amazing. Yeah. Right. But here's the hotter part of that take. HBO's show Chernobyl is way better. I can't wait to watch it. It is Chernobyl. Chernobyl. It's about HBO does they're doing like a five episode series about the Chernobyl disaster. Oh yes, I saw the I can't wait, to, can't wait okay. to see this. It man. is Is it great? It is wild. Okay. And so I can't wait. Uh don't watch it and try to draw comparisons to America in 2019. That's a bad take. It's a not a great take. Well, stop doing that anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just not, watch a show. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> but it is it is an incredible story about when things go wrong, when things go very, very wrong, how people choose to respond is everything. Wow. And so the number of people that they... That they willfully ignorantly put into harm's way because they didn't want to say what had happened right and then like everything that happens after that it's it's mind-blowing it's a so it's kind of weird that it's a it's like a russian story yeah yeah with a lot of british actors so it's like they said hey we want you to watch this show but if it's george clooney it's going to seem weird because you know it's supposed to be russia so we're just going to make people sound like they're from like Scotland <laughs> and like maybe some German as well. It's okay. really weird, but, but the we the um the way it's shot is really yeah. really beautiful. Okay. But there's some like incredibly devastating scenes where like this is not a spoiler because 
the, a nuclear power plant blew up, but people didn't know. And they're like outside watching this fire oh my as like nuclear ash is like falling around them. Oh and they're no. just like babies in strollers. Oh no. And you're like, how can you not know? And it's that they didn't know. And, know. and it's wild. So I, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Highly recommend. Uh, but it's a devastating account of like when government goes really, 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 really bad. Okay. The Game of Thrones wasn't all that bad. It wasn't. What was the other take? That's it's Game of Thrones wasn't bad, but oh. Chernobyl is what you should be talking I about. I can't wait to watch it. Okay. You just reminded me, and my Saturday is done. I'm going to be watching <laughs> Chernobyl. All right. I'm just going to, uh, all, all, mine's are, that was a really good one, guys. I, I agree. Game of Thrones. Well, I, I would say this is my thing about the Game of Thrones is to speak to that is most, when something ends, Rarely are we satisfied with the ending of any series that is beloved. Yeah. It happens a few times, but most of the times we were, you can remember The Office, those last couple seasons, people were like, ugh. But they loved the last one because they brought back yeah. Michael, yeah. right? Uh, you can go on and on and on, right? Seinfeld. Some people still aren't satisfied with the ending of Seinfeld. Some people loved it. Some people thought it was terrible, mm -hmm. right? So... We it, it, we're just we're on brand by being dissatisfied collectively with how Game of Thrones yeah. ended. I'm outraged, outraged. But that's not really my take. I want I want to say a couple things. Number one, let's stop with the Hawaiian shirts. I don't want to see them no more. <laughs> you ain't going to Hawaii. You ain't got no money because you went to college, so you broke. So you don't got. You ain't going to Hawaii. Stop wearing Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're going to a Jimmy Buffett concert or a Kenny Chesney concert, I don't want to see you in a Hawaiian shirt. It ain't cute. You ain't looking cool. And another thing for all my bros out there, stop wearing jerseys to concerts. <laughs> Throw a t-shirt on. First off, you don't even know who that player is. You probably don't know the stats. Oh, I got this throwback jersey from... You don't know who that is. Nope. <laughs> Just because you are incapable of figuring out fashion, it's called the internet. Google concert fashion. Stop wearing Hawaiian jerseys shirts out. and jerseys. Number two, blinkers <laughs> on your car. When I put my blinker on, it is not a suggestion. I'm saying I need to get over. Right. Some of y'all on these streets... Don't look. Don't, don't be looking. Yeah. Oh, I know you look. Y'all be acting like, this is not a suggestion. I'm not suggesting, oh, I I think I want to come over eventually. No, it's like, let me over. Wait, can I get over? So I can keep the traffic going. Yeah, that's right. Some of y'all wild out here. Blinkers. And then the last thing I'll say is, it's 2019, and some of y'all <laughs> still don't know how to use a microphone. I'm a wedding DJ, and the amount of you they don't know how to use a microphone. I do not understand it. I don't like my voice. I don't care. It's your voice. You, you've been dealing with it for 19, 20, 30 years. Put the mic on your mouth. Don't put the mic at your belly button. They ain't where it belongs. Don't hold the mic out here. Extend your arm out. It ain't. That's not how it works. This isn't 2001. Preach it. Preach it. This is 2019. Man, those are some yes. takes. I'd like to go off that hot take and say, TV shows and movies, can we quit it with the, the bit where somebody walks up to a mic in a movie and he goes, eh, 
Oh, God. That doesn't happen. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Unless they're wearing another microphone somehow. Right. right. Yeah. The it, feedback is not. It happens when you, like, move somewhere where that could happen. But I, I'm talking, like, people will walk up to a mic, and all of a sudden that noise happens in a movie. And I'm like, that just, yeah. it just doesn't happen. Every that, middle school talent show that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Guys, thank you. This has been fun. That's great. Have a nice day. We'll see you next time.